being deployed, I'm with the 35th Infantry Division, and I'm the uh, chaplain with the 35th Infantry Division, so I get an opportunity to uh, pastor and preach pretty regularly when I'm deployed, but whenever I come back, not so much in a civilian uh, setting, so I'm just thankful to, to be here to, to do that today, and, and um, you know, as, uh, as I talked about opportunities, uh, another opportunity that Dan and I talked about that I just want to bring up as an announcement is uh, starting a men's group. Uh, we're going to be starting a men's group uh, up again that's going to kind of kick off on July 21st at, uh, at my place, which is at the corner of Fur Road and JJ, where the, our church sign is located. Uh, that's, that's my property right there on the corner, and, and we're going to start our men's, uh, uh, a men's group that, that Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, and, and it's going to be a time of devotion, a time of fellowship, and, and a time to do some manly things like uh, so skeet shoot, and if you want to bring your pole and fish in the, in the pond that's about dried up, you're welcome to do that as well, but uh, then we'll talk about some things that maybe we can do on down the road in the months ahead as far as uh, uh, having the men's group and what we can do. But, uh, you know, we're wrapping up our third week of uh, All in the Family series, and, and the, the intent of that All in the Family series was to uh, be able to bring the church family into this opportunity to serve and, and this opportunity to bring uh, God's word to you, and 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 so that was the intent of all in the family. But uh, there's another intent that I that I have from that, and, and a little different context. And it's a uh, it has to do with my family and my family vacation. And it's not just a, a normal family vacation that you would typically um, think about going on, where it was Nikki and me and the kids, and we went to Florida. Now, this was a family, all-in-the-family vacation, and you'll see on the screen that uh, that wasn't all the family that was there. That was a portion of the family that was there. There was like 20 of us that went to uh, Destin, Florida for an all-in-the-family vacation, and all of those are in-laws. I happen to be the outlaw of the family, so... Uh, we went down there. There were six vehicles. It was uh, it was uh, quite the ordeal, and uh, I fought it every step of the way up leading up to it. Um, we went on Memorial Day weekend, and if you'll remember, Memorial Day weekend was the weekend that uh, Hurricane Alberto or Alberta, I don't remember what it they called Alberto. I think was coming into the Gulf of Mexico, and it was it was planning to hit the the Gulf Coast there in Destin, Florida. And right up to the last day, I was trying to talk Nikki into, let, let's at least just reschedule. I don't want to take my vacation and do storm cleanup. I, you know, I can put, be put on state emergency duty and do storm cleanup. Um, but uh, it, it didn't work out. I ended up going. And as it, turned, <laughs> as it turns out, it was uh, probably one of the most memorable vacations that, uh, that I'd ever been on uh, with, with, a, with a family. Um, there was a lot of laughing, a lot of frustration, some crying, and uh, it wasn't me whining. It was the, the family crying, but uh, it, was a, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And whenever I get an opportunity to go to the beach, I always like to go and walk on the beach. I get up pretty early in the morning, so I like to go out and walk on the beach and maybe run on the beach. And, and those mornings I was down there, as it turns out, the, the hurricane was no hurricane. It was, it was a subtropical depression, if you even wanted to call it that. We got rain one day, I think, that prevented us from doing much of anything. So I had a lot of opportunity to be able to go out on the beach. And as I went out on the beach every morning and 
had some time to just reflect and meditate and uh, I, I started to think of a, of a story in the in the Bible that uh, that had a lot of a lot of similarities to what I was seeing and witnessing on this beach because even though that storm didn't come in and hit the hit the the coast the 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 remnants of it or the 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 effects of it did affect the waves and the water and the in the undercurrents and you know it was windy and things of that nature so you know that storm did have an effect on uh, the surroundings of that area but as I was walking up and down that beach I could see metaphors just coming alive and, and this story brought to uh, brought to my mind was found uh, in Matthew 8 and I want to share that uh, I want to share that story with you uh, this morning and it's uh, Matthew 8 verses 23 through Matthew 8 verses 23 through 27 and this is a story about Jesus calming the storm he says then he got up into then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. And without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just uh, thank you for this opportunity, Father. I just pray that you would, uh, your Holy Spirit would speak through me this morning, and your Holy Spirit would open the hearts and minds of those that are, that are hearing your word. And Father, I just, uh, I surrender my voice to you, and, and Father, that you would speak through me to, today, and, and that uh, there would be some uh, application that we can take away from this, uh, from this message that you have for, for us today. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So as I was uh, thinking of these metaphors and as I was reading this passage, I had these metaphors that were coming, coming alive in my mind and, and I could just feel the Holy Spirit talking to me about how these metaphors really affect our lives and how we can intertwine those metaphors into our lives. And that's the beauty of the Bible is, is the, the, the Bible is full of metaphors and, and what you read one day in the Bible may not have the same application to you as it has at another time because of the different metaphors and, and the depth that you can go in the Bible uh, just by looking for those those metaphors and, and so I want to really focus on that that metaphor today and and and, and as we as we look into this uh, passage uh, I want to break it down verse by verse and, and look at each of the metaphors and how those metaphors apply to our lives uh, today so Let's just jump right in. And in verse 23, I want to read verse 23 to you again, and I'll read each verse as we, as we go through this. It says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. And he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. This is Jesus got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. You know, if I'm looking for a metaphor in that, the, the boat is our lives, the disciples' lives. He got into the disciples' lives. And he actually got into those lives before they did. He got into the boat before the disciples got into the boat. And Jesus gets into our boat. Jesus gets into our lives before we are even in the boat. And what that tells me is if Jesus is going ahead of me, he must have a plan for me. 
he's going ahead of me and stepping into my life ahead of me, he must have a plan for me. And if we read in, in Jeremiah 29.11, he reassures us of that. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. You see, when Jeremiah was writing this to the Israelites, they were in captivity. They had been exiled out of Jerusalem. And they felt like God had abandoned them. They felt like they were exiled away from, from God's plan for them. But Jeremiah reminds them that God has a plan. And God had a plan for those Israelites. And that was to bring Jesus into the world so that we would have Christ as our Savior that would step into that boat ahead of us. So it's comforting to know that Christ is, is in the boat already with us, isn't it? It's comforting to know that. You know, if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, and I think we've had, uh, I think we've had uh, some financial peace classes here in the past, but if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, he says uh, being financially prepared is like having Murphy repellent. You know, Murphy... Murphy's Law, being financially prepared, having that emergency fund is like having Murphy repellent. And having Jesus in the boat is like having Satan repellent. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have some difficult times, some difficult financial times or some difficult times in, in our lives. Um, but when Jesus is in the boat with us, it makes it a whole lot easier to get through those difficult times. And when we have that financial stability, it helps us, it makes it a whole lot easier to get through those financial difficulties. So if we continue on in verse 24, let's read verse 24. It says, Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The reality is that uh, storms occur throughout our lives. That's the reality. The reality is that storms occur throughout our lives. It happens to all of us, and it's only a matter of time. And if we were looking for a metaphor in that, you know, a storm might be that life event or that crisis that, that occurs. And the turbulent waters might be the, the, uh, the ramifications of those life events. Those would be the metaphors, and those are the metaphors that I was seeing as I was, as I was on that beach and, and, and watching those waves crash into, the, uh, crash into the shore that day. But the reality is that storms occur in our lives, and, and those storms may be the loss of a loved one, may be um, an incurable disease, it might be cancer, uh, maybe it's financial loss, uh, maybe it's a, a spouse has, has left us uh, suddenly. You know, those are storms that occur in every one of our lives at, at some point. Uh, it may be, maybe it's a financial uh, loss or, or the loss of a job. Those are all storms that occur in, in each and every one of our lives. But 
But God reminds us that he's with us. In Isaiah 41, Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, God is with us through those storms. Jesus is in that boat. He's in that boat with us through that storm. In Matthew 28, 20 says, Jesus says himself, Surely I am with you till the very end of the age. God tells the Israelites this back in the Old Testament. Jesus tells us this in the New Testament. For I am with you to the very end of the age. So I just want to remind you that Jesus is in the boat with you. When the storm comes, Jesus is in the boat with you. And he doesn't promise uh, health and wealth. Jesus' message does not promise health and wealth. Matter of fact, in, in John sixteen thirty three, he tells us in this life we will have trouble. He tells us we will have trouble, but he also caveats that with, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. We might go through those difficult times, but Jesus has overcome the world. And I think there are three cycles in, in life that we, can, that we can experience. You know, we can experience the calm waters. We can experience the turbulent, stormy waters. Or we can be assured that there's one brewing in our lives. So we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. And we must not forget that God is in control. So what do we do when the boat, when we're in this boat and the storm's rocking our world? We can do what the disciples did. Their initial reaction was fear. Let's read verse 25. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. You see, their initial response was fear. Sometimes that's our initial response to, to the storm is fear, isn't it? Fear of the unknown, fear of the consequences, fear that we'll have to face this difficult time alone. When the disciples feared the most, they called on Jesus. They remembered that he was in the boat with them. God promises to save us. Psalm 91. 14 through 16, God promises to save us. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. And I lost my place. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You see, Jesus promises to save us. He promises to be in that boat with us. He promises to get into that boat ahead of us. Well, there must be a response. Jesus must have a response to that. Verse 26 is the response. Verse 26 of Matthew 8 is the response. It says, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? 
Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. So Jesus' response to our storm and our fear is to remind us that he's in control. That's his response, to remind us that he is in control. Now, if I back up and talk about the, the, the salvation, um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of time-bound people. We think about things in terms of, of time. Um, and, and that salvation may not be a physical salvation. Uh, there, there may still be physical death. There may still be uh, the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job or uh, our spouse might leave us without warning. Those things may occur and continue to occur. But we have to think in terms of eternity. We have to think in terms of Jesus saving us from being separated from him. That's how we have to think of that salvation, being in terms of being separated by him. You know, when we, when we face these, these, these difficult times, uh, these storms, they, they tend to come up sometimes uh, without warning. And I was just thinking the, this morning, you know, as I mentioned the, the deployment, um, I've been on a couple of deployments, and, and, and I've, seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of broken lives. I've seen a lot of lives destroyed from deployments because of broken marriages and, and financial uh, loss and things of that nature and and so because of those deployments there can be storms that that are that come our way and those storms sometimes they can um, they're not they don't have the effect during the deployment it's after the deployment you know soldiers come home they have PTSD they have uh, things going on that they just cannot deal with that they were uh, that they did they, that they could ignore while they were gone. Uh, I can even tell you from from my standpoint, uh, you know, I have a very strong family that allows me to be able to be gone and not have to worry about anything while I'm gone, so that I can focus on soldiers and soldiers' lives. But I tell you, when I come back home, it it's different every time. The first time I was deployed, I, it caught me off guard. I went back to work, and I just could not get back into the groove. I just could not get, uh, I just had, I was unsettled all the time. I just couldn't figure it out. And I thought, well, second time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this. I, I know it's going to come, so I'm going to beat it. You know what? Second time came, and I, I, I still, I still struggle. I've been back a few months now, and, and I'm still struggling with some of those things. And, 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 and so, you know, you, you look at the storm that occurs, and you, you think about these metaphors of these waves and the wind, the, the, the remnants of the storm uh, don't always happen when the storm happens. There are things that occur after effects that occur that continue to um, cause us to, they continue to cause us to struggle. And, and so we just have to remember, and, and even though that I struggle, and even though that, that we struggle, we just have to remember that, that God is in control. And that's the point of verse 26 is that he, he calmed the wind and he calmed the storm and he calmed the waves. And Jesus is in control. So that would be the metaphor for Jesus calming the storm, that, that he is in control. And you know, I talk about the eternal salvation versus the, uh, the physical salvation. Uh, Revelation 21 verse 1 through 5, talks about that eternal 
salvation. And I just want to remind you uh, the end of the story. I want to remind you the end of the story. Because we know the end of the story. And it's this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven and from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and their God, and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. You see, the focus, is, focus needs to be on the eternal, not the external. Focus needs to be on the eternal, not the external. We're going to go through this life with troubles. Jesus promises us of that. But he also promises that he's in the boat with us, that he's in control. And so the final response that the uh, disciples had in our passage, verse 27, let's look at the, uh, the, the, at least the second response that the disciples had. It says, The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. What kind of man is this? What a question to ask. What kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? He's our Redeemer. He's our Savior. He's our Comforter. He's our Helper. He's the one that gets into the boat with us. And goes through life's struggles with us. He's the one that rides out the storms of life. Those battles that we face every day. The one who's in control of the winds and the waves. The one who makes all things new. This is the Jesus that is our Redeemer. So I want to step back into the, um, back to the beach in uh, Destin, Florida. And, and one of the things that, that really caught my eye as, as I watched this storm, as I watched these waves and the wind and, and, and just watched what was going on around me with, with, uh, uh, with the beach. And, and it was when these waves would come in, you'd have all the blemishes on the sand, whether it be footprints or uh, sticks or trash or whatever it was on the beach, when, and it would wash in all of that trash. But as the waves would reside, as the, as the surf would reside back out, the sand was unblemished. As the waves would come in, you'd have the trash. As the waves would go out, the sand was unblemished. Every time. Every time it was clean, smooth, no blemishes. That's the kind of grace and mercy God, Jesus, offers us. Every single day, he wipes away that sin. He wipes away. He gives us that grace and that mercy. He gives us and offers us forgiveness. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the storms that we have in our lives are, are self-induced or induced by others. Uh, there are some that are also uh, acts of God that, that we have uh, little control of. But each and every day we have new grace and new mercy. And Jesus offers that to us each and every day. So, if I were to uh, give you a couple of applications today, one, one would be to, to recognize that, that God has a plan for us, that He has a presence in our lives. He reassures us of that presence in our lives. 
He gives us grace. He gives us mercy. He gives us hope. He gives us all of that. And He gives us all that when we don't even deserve it. None of us deserve any of that, yet He offers that to us. But as I was sitting on that beach, the, the one application that I want to really want to leave you with today that, that, that really speaks to me um, is think of that grace and that mercy that Jesus offers us each and every day. He wipes away those blemishes on that sand each and every time that those waves come in. What if we did that with someone in our own lives? What if we offered that grace and that mercy? What if we offered that grace and that mercy to someone in our lives that uh, is maybe going through uh, a difficult time and, and we don't even know it? There are things going on in every one of our lives and we don't even know it. Some, some things we don't want to uh, disclose. But I can tell you, like I said, there are three, three groups. You're either in calm water, storms are brewing, or you're in the middle of a storm right now. But what if we extended that same grace and that same mercy that Christ extends to us, what if we extended that to someone else when we walk out these doors today? You think these seats would be full? I think they would be full. I think they would be full. So I'm going to close, uh, ask the worship team to come up. Um, but I want you to think about, I want you to think about this. There's, you know, I, I always think there's three groups of, groups of people, not the, not the ones with the storm and the... the um, storm brewing in the calm but there are three groups of people there are those of us that have been through a lot of storms in our lives and we realize that we need christ in our lives to be able to get through those storms and and we rely on him whenever uh we're in that calm we rely on him we rely on him when we're going through the storm we're constantly in reliance upon christ and his grace and his mercy but there are probably some here today that uh uh, have maybe invited Christ into their boat. And, and maybe they're like the disciples. They think that he's in the back of the boat sleeping, not paying attention to what's going on in my life. Why? Why? We ask questions all the time. Why? Why? Why has this happened to me? Why, why do we have this or why do we have that? I can't answer those questions. But I can't answer the question of where is Jesus and he's in that boat with you and he's not sleeping in the back of the boat. He is alive and well and he has stepped into that boat ahead of you, and he is waiting for you to accept that fact, that he's there to help you. And there's probably a third group that have not invited uh, Jesus into their boat, into their life yet. And, and so I would challenge you at this time, uh, encourage you at this time, uh, Jesus is in the boat. You just got to accept the fact that he's in the boat and accept the fact that uh, he wants to have a relationship with you. So as, as the worship team uh, has our invitation this morning, I, I encourage you, if, if you're in, uh, you know, kind of in the limbo and, and not sure what to, what to do, uh, wanting to make a commitment and not, sh not sure how to do that, you know, come forward and, and we can help you with that. We have elders here that can help you walk through that. If you need resources and, 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 and things of that nature, we can help you find those resources. So I encourage you at this time, I don't know if we open up the altar very often, but I, whenever I'm in my uh, services at, uh, uh, with the military, I always like to open up the altar. And, and it's up to you if you come up or not. You can pray in place. Uh, but this is just a time to bring your burdens to the foot of the cross. 
and, it, and it's, a, it's a symbol of, of bringing those burdens to the foot of the cross, a metaphor, if you will, of bringing those burdens to the foot of the cross. So I encourage you to do that during this time. And, and, and so I'm going to turn it over to the worship team now, and thank you very much.